everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Lisa. I'm Pauline. And we are so excited because this week it was Pauline's turn to pick the movie. So if you didn't listen to the trivia sode that came out, uh, it with she's going to tell you what it is. But if you haven't, I say go back. It's very very fun. We have lots of good trivia about this particular movie. Uh, this one was a favorite for both of us when we were little. Pauline. What movie did you choose for this week? I chose Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> a classic 1990 movie, uh, not the later version. Um, this one, uh, one of the uh, actors is uh, Judith Hong for April, obviously. And then we've got Elias? Elias Cotis. <laughs> yes, he plays Casey Jones. I'm like, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, one of the turtles is voiced by Corey Feldman, and then the others are just actors uh, that I don't know the name of. Uh, and, and that is just the reality of the times. Um, but uh, this movie, if you don't know the story of the Ninja Turtles, because comic books weren't your thing, you may not want to listen to the episode because you might not care. <laughs> but uh, it's about four mutant ninja turtles. The just title's kidding. very self-explanatory. Okay, I'm just kidding. I should do a better job of trying to uh, channel Lisa when I describe the movies. So, there is a crime wave hitting New York City that seems to be calculated attacks by an organization, this underground organization, but they're like petty thefts and things. And we learn that it's this group of kids, troublemakers, if you will, uh, called the Foot Clan, who are kind of in this like weird ninja world with um, <laughs> two Japanese men leading them one of whom is named Shredder. He is the main bad guy of the movie, if you didn't know that. And four random turtles that wandered into Ooze and were then um, adopted by a rat who also wandered into Ooze were then mutated from this radioactive Ooze that allowed them to grow big and talk and have life that is similar to human beings and they live in the sewers uh and they are ninjas who fight crime uh lisa anything to add about the ninja turtles the only thing i'll add is that well above ground uh Raphael and and leonardo and michelangelo and donatello uh the names of the ninja turtles end up rescuing a news reporter who is actually quite close to cracking the the truth behind what is happening with all these thefts the police aren't but she is and they end up befriending her and she ends up helping them in their uh, quest to stop the foot clan as well as a young man named casey jones who uses sports equipment to do his own vigilantism <laughs> in new york and he just because apparently to in new york in Raphael. the 90s there's a lot of vigilante well with the way that behavior. they've done the cops in this movie it makes sense as to why yeah. there's a lot of so. vigilante but they're all a team and they they're trying to take down shredder of the foot clan and also because splinter gets taken by the foot clan they're trying to splinter is out, the rat find I out what tell anyone the name splinter's the <laughs> rat who has adopted the turtles um he's their father um yeah, yeah. saying it out loud really um 
It's kind of like when you say most superhero yeah, things out true. loud. They that's sound true. like a grown man dresses as a bat and takes out a homicidal clown. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah that's true. Okay, fair. That's fair. Any of it is bad. But Ninja Turtles actually, so it was a comic book in that came out in 1984. And it was actually parroting um, four of the big comic book heroes at the time, particularly Daredevil. Their origin is very similar to Daredevil's oh, origin. Oh, that's funny. And Splinter is very similar to a character called Stick uh, from Daredevil as well, too, who sort of taught him martial arts. And I read in the trivia episode that the foot, not in the trivia episode, it, when I was researching the trivia for the trivia episode, mm-hmm. that the Foot Clan is a play on like a, a group of vigilantes or like a gang in a different comic book. And now I can't, it's like the hand or yes, something. The hand and that's, and they're from uh, Daredevil as well too. Oh, okay. uh, so they're like a ninja organization as well. And so the comic book became popular and then the 1987 animated series came out, which I loved so Yeah, it was much. so good. Saturday morning um, cartoons, baby. Saturday morning cartoons. And then the 1990 film. And the 1990 film kind of blends the TV series and the comic books because the comic book is very gritty at times whereas the animated show was just very fun and sold a lot of toys and then so this live action is kind of trying to combine the two almost and using uh, Jim Henson's creature workshop to to do a lot of the effects yeah it's really the effects are very interesting to watch for the times like these Mm. puppets these like massive I guess they're not puppets they're they're people in suits yeah they're like people like (laughs) animatronically moving them mm-hmm. but like it, it's pretty crazy and it's like different voice actors like i think the guy who voiced Raphael is the only one who voiced and and was the body yeah and was and, the guy who actually was in the suit and yeah. i actually think he was claustrophobic so the takes had to be really short so we could take the the head oh, off no, poor so that guy. He yeah so then i was like that sounds like a terrible movie to land as an actor if you've got oh, claustrophobia you really gotta that work this awful. through but oh, right. um amazing cam was actually the one because i didn't know which of the turtles was um voiced by Corey felt like didn't? i, oh, I didn't look it up i just was kind of <laughs> like oh neat and then as we're watching it cam was like is that Corey? He was like, is that Corey? I think he said Corey Hart or Corey Ham. He's like, is that Corey Ham? I'm like, Corey Feldman. Good job. Look at you, yeah, 80s yeah. man. But yeah, Donatello, he's... he was able to figure yeah. that one out. He's Donatello. Yeah. He's okay. All right. So, Pauline, guys, that's so, Ninja Turtles. So, Pauline, you picked it. Yeah. I so, did. I did. First question, obviously, is what do you remember from when you were a kid? Was there mm. anything you misunderstood, didn't understand, or like things that stood out to you when you were rewatching it? Um, I definitely like the, um, the beginning of the movie starts quite well with, uh, April O'Neil, um, who's the reporter talking about this crime wave and it's kind of, she's talking while like someone's getting pickpocketed and while other things are getting stolen and you see what's going on in the city And I remember none of that. I, (laughs) like, I, again, it was one of those moments for young Pauline where it's like the action didn't start until the turtles showed up. So all of this is just like information I don't need to know right now. So I feel like I, I don't remember a lot of it. I kind of feel like a lot of it is in my memory very vaguely, but Mm. the actual like storyline and like how long things take and like, how what the trajectory is i had no 
no recollection. Oh, I was funny. like, oh, they're already at the farm? And then I was like, <laughs> boy, this fight scene is lasting a really long time. Like, all these things that I was like, I didn't think this happened yet. So my time frame for this movie was totally off. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. Raphael's already getting beaten up? What? Wait a minute. This doesn't take very long. So... <laughs> So that was definitely one that I realized as the movie was going. Mm. Um, but I, but watching it as an adult, I was like, oh, they're doing a really good job of exposition. Mm. Um, and then the turtles show up and it kind of, I'm like, okay. And maybe I was just more aware of it because I was watching with Cam and Cam didn't see it when it came out. Oh no! And initially I was like, I don't know if I want you to watch it with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I... I I already didn't think it was going to hold up if you haven't already seen it. Mm, so I was just really yeah. hyper. Yeah, I was hyper aware of how like silly they were and the jo- jokes that they made. But I remember thinking Michelangelo was so funny. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking Donatello was so funny. They're the two that are like, like we mentioned in the trivia. So Lisa brought up that they're kind of like kibitzing back and forth. And yes. they're always like making jokes in the middle of like really important things. And I remember thinking they were so funny. So uh, that was happening. And I admit that I laughed at some of their really stupid jokes. Oh, I still laughed like, at so many of them. I laughed at so, so many of them. They're still funny, <laughs> but like uh, Cam didn't laugh once. <laughs> like, like I'm laughing. And then I'm like very aware that Cam is not laughing at all. <laughs> So I was like, okay, got it. Um, Oh, no. uh, I remember remember Shredder's entrance. Mm, When when you first see Shredder, and you see him from the top, and it's a shadow moving in, and it is so badass. And when I saw it happening, I was like, oh, Shredder is so cool. So (laughs) I definitely remember that. Mm -hmm. I remember that very well. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of the reasons why I really liked this movie as a kid is there's so much action Mm -hmm. when they're fighting. Like, as an adult watching it, I was like, this fight scene is really long. Like, (laughs) they're really long. And I think as a kid, it was awesome because you're like, oh, man, there's so much fighting. But it's like, it's almost like the Rocketeer in that, like, action is just happening. It's just <laughs> happening, and it's going on forever. And then, like, axes come out, and you're like, where did all these axes come from? Huh. And then, like, more ninjas come in, and I was like, wow, this... And then there's a fire? Like, all of these things are happening. I was like, this <laughs> is so big. So yeah. I, I think kid pauline really loved that i remember thinking the farm scene was very boring so guys if you didn't watch it the turtles and april o'neill and casey jones have to leave because their building is burning down because basically the foot clan went in to like get the turtles and kill them and and wreck everything obviously and so they leave and go to this farm to recover and to hide they're recovering and hiding and, and gathering themselves and figuring out what to do and I just remember being like, nothing is happening. <laughs> this is so boring. And I read in the trivia that it was actually supposed to be a longer scene. It was actually supposed to be like, there's supposed to be more stuff happening in that setting where like, mm-hmm. where you, you, you spend more time individually with each of the turtles to get a little bit more character development. Mm. And they just totally exited it. And I was like, good call, guys. That was a good call. That's, 
that's the so funny. The target demographic thought this was very boring. Because I, I loved the farm scenes as a kid. I know. I loved the I farm remember. scenes. I loved yeah. the development of the characters. The most moving oh. moment in the entire movie for me, one of them anyways, is when Raphael wakes up oh, and Leo apologizes yeah. and he apologizes and they actually hug. And then it's ruined by Donatello. It's one of the few times when I'm like, Donnie, must you? Shut up. Like they're finally hugging. Shut up. No. Um, but what always bugged me as a kid, so this is an explanation for it, is... April O'Neil has this narration. And now as an adult, the narration, I'm like, this is a bit much. But anyways, as a kid, I totally bought into her narration. But she narrates all the characters except Mikey. And it always bothered me. It always bothered me as a kid that she narrated Mikey. She didn't narrate Mikey, but she did narrate Casey Jones. And I was like, he's not a turtle. And while I do love him, you don't get to narrate him until you narrate Mikey. So what is Mikey doing in all of this? And I've always wondered. And so that makes sense. He probably ended up on the cutting room floor. But as totally. a kid, it was very upsetting to me that they missed out on one of the four. I was like, why are you not talking about him? <laughs> I don't remember that as a kid. Because that scene was definitely the most boring part of the movie to me. But as an adult, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't hear anything about Mikey. It's very obvious because she she talks about all of them. And so you're just like, okay. And Raph doesn't really need one because you actually get a lot of his development at the start of the film. So that was fine. But I really was upset that Mikey didn't get something. It's true. And and even like in the farm scenes, he's not doing anything. Like they don't. They don't even, like show him engaging, but I guess the other thing too is he, Mikey doesn't actually talk uh, at all in the farm scenes. If you actually like pay attention, oh, yeah, yeah. he's he doesn't. He has like one little minor interaction with Donatello, and that's kind of it. And I think that was part of the what was going on. Like he's always the mouthy one. He's always mm-hmm. talking all the time. He's always cracking jokes. And then at the farm scene, he's really affected. So mm-hmm. he's not. And that yeah. was one of the things that was supposed to be explained and then wasn't, obviously. But, no. Um, yeah. Interesting. What about you? What uh, What about for you? Well, I mean, I love Ninja Turtles so much. I was the kid who watched every animated episode I could get my hands on. If I could have read the comics, I would have. But it's probably a good thing I didn't because they're very mature. <laughs> so probably for the best, I didn't get my little hands on them. Um, it's probably a good idea. Because I totally would have read them anyways. But I, So I watched this movie a lot on my own with siblings. Didn't matter. I would watch it a lot so I it's hard to parse out my first viewing because Mm, I I watched it as often as I did I will say like I got most of the plot I found um as a kid I thought April O'Neil was great though I missed her yellow jumpsuit but that's fine um I loved Casey Jones he was one of my favorite characters him and Raphael I loved how they first met I loved their first fight I loved a lot about that development what I didn't what slowed it down for me um, as a kid was Danny as a character. So mm. April's boss oh, has I a teenage Danny. son. Danny, I liked him, but there were some scenes where I was like, this is a lot of Danny time and I want to get back to Ninja Turtles. <laughs> right, fair. <laughs> so, Sorry, explain who Danny as, is. You were about as to a child. So I, Danny I... is, um, and, and I do like him and I like him as an adult even more, I think, because I think he's very genuine, but there's a April's boss has a teenage son, Danny, and he is one of the new recruits, one of the teenage runaways, the troubled kids, all boys. They don't show any girls in the Foot Clan. So clearly there's one there's, there's one girl like at their clubhouse. And that's there, it. Yeah. As an adult, I was like, oh, I like her. I like her outfit. Yeah. That was what I thought in my head. But otherwise, it's basically teenage boys. And the concept is that they're like runaways. They're troubled. And at first... 
um, like, you know, Danny's one of them, but he hasn't become a full member where he's like a foot member. So the difference with this clan is when you're first introduced to them, the the boys who have run away and are just kind of there for like kicks because they get to smoke cigarettes, they get to skateboard, they get to, you know, graffiti, play video they get games. to play video games all the time, they get to like, you know, bet and play poker and all this stuff. And then as you become more of a full fledged member and you have like an clearly you have an affinity for it, you're trained in the ninja arts and only then are you a full member and you get to wear like this sweet little ninja costume. And so you have this mix of those like full members and these still kind of working their way towards full membership teens and Danny's in that that group of working his way too so he's not fully committed but he is still there and he has some very touching scenes with Splinter the rat when Splinter has been you know taken they have a lot of conversations together and as a kid I liked some of them but some of them I'm like this is taking a while (laughs) I as as great as, as wise as Splinter is, and thank you for the, those words of wisdom, Splinter, I kind of want to know what the turtles are doing. Can we go back to them and Casey? Right. Oh, that's um, funny. So as an adult, I was like, oh, they're actually not as long as I remember them They being. aren't. They, as a kid, they really aren't. I thought they were super long. Oh, I was like, this funny. is taking away from the turtles' time. Hilarious. <laughs> Why is this still happening? And then um, other than that, I didn't quite get... So um, April O'Neil is very... Like she's she's a very good reporter. She's very intrepid and she's very stubborn. And she is on the the trail for the oh, truth behind mm-hmm. the Foot Clan. And uh, she she's at odds with the chief of police because she's constantly questioning him. She's asking him why he isn't following this lead she's discovered. Why they're really doing nothing. And he is a very easily aggravated man. And so he like like it causes trouble with her boss because her boss is the one who hears about it all the time. And Danny ends up getting arrested. He gets caught for his petty theft and the chief of police uses that in an attempt to getting um, April O'Neil's boss to sort of tell her to back off, to leave him alone. It doesn't really work, but he makes that attempt. As a kid, I didn't get it. I didn't totally. fully get what that was. Yeah. I didn't get like when he's like phoning the dad, he's like, you got a son named uh, Danny Charles? Danny, yeah. And I didn't get that what he was doing was offering him a deal of I'll let your son out if you promise that your reporter is going to back off like that. I didn't get. No, I didn't get all. that either. And I, I didn't get why yeah. he fired her. Like, I didn't get why he fired her. I didn't yeah. get why he told her to take some time off. And then yeah. she refused, right? And she's like, why would yeah. I do that? Like that whole element to April O'Neil's like backstory and yeah. like life didn't really hit me until I was older. Like I it's just very was like, man. Subtle. It is. Very it is subtle, very subtle. Right? So, yeah. it, so, but it, I totally agree. I didn't mm-hmm. get that. That whole plot point. Yeah was was, was lost on totally me. lost on me um i found shredder super intimidating i loved him though it oh. is very hard for a line like we have to follow them these turtles turtles <laughs> it's like he's so dramatic and so on par and then every time he talks about turtles you're like yeah okay it's so weird it and it kind of like, undercuts it, the drama <laughs> yeah and he's like these creatures and i was surprised he didn't call them mutants at one point like i, I thought it was really like oh that's a really wasted opportunity there to guys just call them mutants like to, to yeah. have him never call them turtles and always just refer yeah, to them as like mutants exactly. and freaks would have worked exactly. really exactly well. totally would have i thought the so same well. thing yeah because i was like as soon as you call them turtles you're just reminding everyone yeah. that these that are these are giant radioactive turtles, turtles. <laughs> and it's just it just it definitely the it's the hard to do it seriously yeah totally <laughs> you're just like i'm like is no one in this giant warehouse laughing or is like no one or like questioning what yeah. is happening 
Like I'm sure when they showed up with a giant talking rat and put him in chains, they were the rest of them were like, "What's this?" And even yeah, totally. Who who is this giant rat? Are there more of them in the sewers? Should we be concerned? (laughs) Totally. Everything. Yeah. (laughs) I would say the 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 backstory. Oh, this is another thing I didn't get. I Mm. I I knew. I understood that Splinter has a backstory oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. of being a, a pet rat who whose owner is killed. And then he, in the scuffle of how his owner dies, is knocked out of his cage. That's how he ends up in the sewers. That's how he meets the turtles. That's how he gets into the ooze. Mm. And again, that backstory was kind of lost on me. Like, I, I, mm. I didn't really get it. And so, like learning at the end who shredder is and how he's the oh, one Roko who sucky. Yeah, yeah yeah i <laughs> i got it as a kid because actually you know what was brilliant on their part is the scars on his face yeah so he gets these scratch marks on his face that the rat gave him mm-hmm. when he killed his owner and it covers his face with this mask and it's like you see him and you're like why is he masked and then when he takes it off and you see it i remember that for me mm. as like a four-year-old was like oh he's the guy who killed that guy Ooh. who i don't really care about but yep. you know i was like but i'm I supposed to backstory. but i'm, but I'm supposed like, oh, to he's the bad guy yeah totally yeah yep. and so to me i'm like that's really smart like imagery mm-hmm. writing i don't know how intentional it was but Oh yeah, the four-year-old Pauline wouldn't have clocked the relationship without the scars of the scratches. Oh, I would totally. not have understood. Totally fair. Totally get that. I I got the backstory to a point. I found it very strange as a kid, but I was like, oh well, you know, they're turtles and they're mutants, so why wouldn't Splinter have an odd backstory? Cool. And I just kind of accepted it because it was part of the movie, but it wasn't something that impacted me much either. It was very much like, right. okay, it's fair. Yep. Yeah. Let's just okay. let's keep moving. Um, the other uh, back to everything the to you, everything to, to you took away from the turtles. The turtles. The only time I enjoyed Splinter was when he was having his heart to heart with the turtles, and then I was like, "This is very impactful. He's a good dad. <laughs> they clearly love him. I really dad. like him. Just <laughs> so like he's a good I dad. I found that because I found the emotion very genuine from the turtles. Mm. Like when they were upset about Splinter, when they needed to find him again, that you know he was the only one who grounded Raphael he like appeared when they finally learned how to meditate and like Mikey was crying afterwards like as a kid I'm like I get this this connection (laughs) it's very profound for me as a five-year-old um the other ones didn't land as much like I just like Danny and his dad okay kind of you know that's kind of sweet I'm glad him and his dad are good by the end of the movie and you know like it just didn't have for some reason just didn't have the same impact the the other things um so there's the line that I love that Sam Rockwell says, right, where he's like, he's like, anything you want to get, get it. Anything you want to do, do it. And the guy asks for cigarettes and he says regular or menthol. When I was a kid, I thought he said mint. It took mm. a lot. And, it, and for years, I thought he said mint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I didn't know mm-hmm. what menthol was. Right. In my kid brain, I just thought regular mint. I don't even think I fully got that it was cigarettes. I don't know what no. I was like. I was just like, oh, and, mint. <laughs> and it's so... It's so uh, quick and it's over, it's over so fast. So fast it, you, and you're it just doesn't like, really yeah, like this it is, land. This is fine. <laughs> like, right. this is, that makes sense. Mint. Of course it's mint. I know many mint things, so that would be a flavor. Um, so that was like something very small for me that every time. And so now when I, when I watch it as an adult, I still hear mint. And I know that's not that's what he's cute. saying. 
right. but I still hear him saying it. And I'm like, that's, that's not right, Lisa. That's not right. That's not what he's actually saying. It's, that's that's fun. funny because I feel like that's a prime opportunity for you to try to be cool at school or something. <laughs> and then you say like, I got a mint cigarette. I got a mint it's cigarette, funny. guys. Yeah. Uh, okay, Lisa. <laughs> sure, Lisa. That's uh, one of those. One of those like candy sticks that you're holding there. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah. So that was one, like there were a couple of lines and stuff that I didn't get until I was like older and it's like, oh, okay. That all makes sense. But for the most part, I got the gist of it. I got the turtles. I got their relationship. I got them. They, they are very much like teenagers for a good chunk of the movie. So it makes sense with their behavior. I liked their bond, all that fun stuff. So for the most part, cause I watched it so much, I just, I got it. I got what was happening. I there you go. I did miss that they didn't have um, some of the characters from the TV show. Like I sometimes was like, like I wonder why they don't have Bebop and Rocksteady. But I mean, other than that, I love this movie. Hilarious. Uh, and it always made me want pizza every time. This one. Oh man! And even watching this, I was like, yeah, I want. Like I really want pizza, and even really... more so the start of the second one. I remember the start of the second one made me all. Oh yeah, it's just like all... just all New Yorkers people eating just pizza. eating pizza, and you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I was like, I remember looking at that, being like, I need to go to New York to get some pizza. Yeah, apparently that's where the because it's like those pizza big is. pieces. Yeah, the huge, huge and people wedges. fold them up. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. So looking. like okay. watching it. Um, yeah. the other thing as a kid. Oh, before we. we move on before I move us on to the, the other one is mm. I remember as a kid being shocked and even as an adult rewatching going oh yeah is that Casey basically attempts to straight up murder Shredder by crushing him in a trash cup after the kid the same I was like, thing because so what happens when who hasn't seen the movie the finale is the four turtles after defeating a whole bunch of ninjas they square off against Shredder and he's too strong for the four and of them. And this takes And this so takes a while. Long. And then and then Splinter shows up and Splinter manages to trick Shredder and Shredder's hanging off the side of the building and he then attempts to you know, throw something at, at Splinter so Splinter lets go with one hand and as a result Shredder falls into like a garbage truck beneath him. And Casey Jr. just comes up and goes, oops. And did you just call him the... Casey Jr.? Yes, I did. I'm you... sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry, Casey Jr. Casey oh. Jr. coming down the track. Coming down, down the, the track. track with the smoke. He's dead. He's okay. not Casey Jr. Ooh. Casey Jones. He is not Throw the train from Dumbo. Dumbo, everyone. You're oh, welcome. God, my brain. So, okay. so Casey Jones, then after Shredder like falls into the garbage truck, basically just pulls the lever on the side of the truck to crush the trash. So he crushes Shredder. In a trash but he says it in a he's like whoops as if like, it's like just, funny pre, like it's a joke <laughs> and that's the only reason why as a kid i didn't realize how dark it was fucking dark that is and as an adult i thought this i was like wait a minute he just murdered somebody he's, but like in a really bad nonchalant way terrible way yeah crushed someone's body like why what what just so happened? yeah that, i know yeah i thought that was, it was very it's surprisingly brutal and like unnecessary because very much so. i feel like because he fell off the side of a building down like presumably let's say like eight stories into a garbage truck he's probably not doing well yeah he's already. not about to pop back up also the he's police not arrive away. too yeah right like, like the no police th- arrived yeah. right away and like exactly and so like so just, there was absolutely no dark. reason whatsoever to yeah. do it and so for me i just 
it was funny to rewatch it and be like, oh God, that actually is is terrible. <laughs> like I just yeah. I, totally. I don't even know what to say to this one. <laughs> um, like, and it, as a kid, I was very much like, oh, Casey, Casey Jones, hilarious. Like, whatever. Yeah. It, not oh, so, not absolutely. so much. Like, it's actually no, it's very terrible. dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that was interesting. That was an interesting thing to rewatch. Okay. So let's, let's move on then. Pauline, did you notice anything, unless you had something else that you, Nope. Thought of. Okay. Oh, I'm ready to rock. Uh, anything nope. offensive in the movie? Well, Casey Jones mm-hmm. says some shit to April mm-hmm. that is annoying yeah. and and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like I would. They're just kind of degrading, I guess. Like he just okay. So he calls her. At various things, he calls her Broadzilla, he calls her Toots, Sweet Cheeks, Babe, Princess, and he does it in a way where she's like, he's offered to help her, she's accepting his helps, and he's like, lead the way, Toots, and she turns to him, and then he like, tries Sweet Cheeks, because in his head, that's better. <laughs> yeah, that's an improvement, And guys. then, then tries Babe. And then says, ah, princess. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. And takes the tool back. And I was like, I appreciate April. I really appreciate all of that. I do appreciate April. Yeah. And it's not that, because Casey Jones, they end up having a thing. And that's kind of weird. Because, like, at one point, he gives her, like, a random massage in the kitchen of the farmhouse. Yeah, that scene is very, even as a kid, I found it very strange. And even very, like, there wasn't enough before that it got to that. It just and it's kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like she's just rubbing a sore shoulder, so she's just gonna put ointment on it. And he sees her doing this and then just comes up and grabs her shoulders and she kind of shrugs him off. And then he just mm-hmm. kind of like pushes her down on the chair and just starts massaging her shoulders. And she's fine with it. She's like, Oh, thank you. And then like the turtles come in and there's a joke about turtle wax. <laughs> but it mm-hmm. how it all happens is just bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's just not well explained. I feel like Maybe it's because so much was left on the cutting room floor for that scene that maybe maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. left out a lot of like character development between the two of them and like their quote unquote relationship that develops. But I kind of find I find it hard in movies when um, it's not offensive is a strong word, maybe, but it's like it's just suddenly the the two characters just kiss at the end Mm -hmm. and everyone just accepts it because it's like oh well that's almost what's supposed to happen because he's the lead man and she's the lead woman and that's Mm -hmm. what ends up happening all the time Mm -hmm. and so it's just kind of like a um a very lazy Mm -hmm. assumption in a screenwriting thing do you know what i mean like totally is it offensive i don't know if it's offensive but it's definitely something where i'm like okay, can we make this a more interesting relationship? Well, or can you explain this better? Or can we maybe not have it turn sexual? Like, what is that they an kind of do too is they, it's the cliche of um, fighting equals attraction, where they're mm. fighting constantly and that means they like each other. And I'm totally. like, that's not usually how that works. If I'm fighting with someone, it's not because I'm attracted to them. It's because they're pissing me off. <laughs> it's like, no, like, don't, I really genuinely don't and, want to be called sweet cheeks. Yeah, no, that's, that's, and I will tell you to, to shut up when you say it. But also there's that line when, um, after they fight, because he, he says, you know, she's like, I need to go back. I need to walk into town, like to the nearest house. Cause I need to phone my oh, boss. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. everything. And he's like, oh, well, you know, 
don't know how to tell you this, but you're fired because he overheard that. And then they end up into an argument and then they slam doors as they leave. And Donatello turns to Mikey and he's like, gosh, it's kind of like moonlighting. And I think that's where it came from is this very 90s and 80s thing of fighting equals attraction because moonlighting was such a popular series with Bruce Willis. Mm. And the whole premise were these two who had like a spark, but they were constantly at each other's throats. And that's right. what they're kind of implying with the two of them by mm. using that word of moonlighting. And then like, you know, for any adult audience member, it's, oh, okay, they're just like Bruce Willis and whatever her name is, they're going to end up together because they like each other. Like that whole cliche is in it. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. it's almost just like, I'm, I'm with you. It's like the assumption, it's, we've set them up barely, but it's enough pieces that everyone's going to be like, it's fine that they kiss at the end. Like, you know, and it's, it's very, it's very lazy and it's very annoying to me. Like I've never liked that cliche. And that's the thing is, Mm. I don't know if I'd say it's offensive, but it's annoying. It is annoying. It's just like, oh, okay guys, again. And obviously it's like you said, very much the eighties, nineties. I think it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, you see it a little bit less, I think, nowadays, but uh, yeah. who can say? But it definitely was but, so prominent yeah. in the 80s and 90s of, like, if they fight, it's and, fine. Totally. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like it, we're moving away from that a little bit more. Yeah. But, yeah, that was definitely something for me. And then the other thing, there's one line that April says um, that I, I'm not sure if it's offensive. Because oh, I'm okay. like, is, is this what I think she's saying? So it's when she is getting she's gonna get mugged she's in the train station so it's not the first time she's getting mugged where she gets saved Mm. it's when she's down in the train station and then like the group of the foot uh show up to like ambush her or whatever and then Raphael ends up being there and they're like april o'neill and this is um shredder has sent them to try and silence her about the foot Mm -hmm. so that so that they're getting rid of a problem exactly yeah and she sees these guys show up on this train platform and they're in ninja attire she can't see their faces and they've got these bandanas and and she said am i behind on my sony payments again and i was like is she saying that because he had an asian accent and it's like kind of racist or was it just a bad joke but then like why would you say sony payments but maybe it's from the 90s where people had to, like, pay off electronics because they, they were so much more expensive. They, there was a thing where you would. You would pay off electronics but, little by little. Well, but, and, yeah. and I know that that's a thing. Yeah. But then I'm like, but is she saying Sony because they're presumably Asian doing ninja? It might be. Do you know what I mean? I get what you're I saying. Don't know. I genuinely don't know. I took it as just a bad joke that fell flat. Um, it could also just be that they're allowed to say Sony instead of a different company um, because That's like, true. you know, they couldn't say yeah. just anything. Product so placement. it could just be that like that one they weren't going to get in trouble with because maybe the independent com- you know, production company is owned was by owned or, or had an affiliation. Like, I, I don't know. That yeah. one I'm not sure of. The line that to me, I was like, oh, so 90s was when um, Casey Jones is first brought into the sewer at the end of the movie. He's never seen the turtles hide out before he's in there. And he's claustrophobic. So he starts to get freak out a bit at the thought of staying underground. And Donnie figures this out and points to him. And he's like, you're a claustrophobic. And oh, Casey's yes. immediate response is, do you want a fist in the mouth? I've never even looked at another guy before. And so that input that, you know, the standard nineties joke of, you know, Oh, he thinks he meant that he was gay and so funny. And of course his reaction is that he's angry. You know, how dare you think that I was a gay man when I'm definitely a heterosexual norm. What's so 
annoying about that line too is is like it's not even funny then again it's such an 80s 90s thing to do but it's like even if casey jones doesn't let's say he doesn't know what claustrophobic means Mm -hmm. to jump to that assumption when when that joke when that when that idea like when you're talking about feeling uncomfortable in enclosed spaces you don't jump to an assume that someone's insulting you about being gay totally. when you're having a little totally. freak out and that's why it's so bad mm-hmm. like that's why it's so it's like you wouldn't even go there no nope. so it's just thrown in in the writing so badly such a bad it's like, such a bad this way. is so not necessary and now you're just choosing to like show off this stereotype of this guy like you said who needs to show that he's a a heterosexual man mm-hmm. who would never even look at another dude. And it's like, that doesn't even matter. Like, it's no. so not even relevant. It's like... To anything that weird, is happening. It's so to weird. To nothing. Yeah. It's so weird. It's mm-hmm. just so lazy. So that was... That one, I yeah. was like, oh, I forgot about that line. And oh, that's a yeah. bad one. And should never have yeah. been in there in the first place. But oh, no. 90s. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was yeah. the only other one I clocked alongside. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't clock anything other than those. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, then, Pauline, does mm-hmm. this movie pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> not even close. What a There's literally fest of a movie. Oh, to- man. <laughs> sausage fest. Ew. Turtles sausages. <laughs> um, and I'm very sorry, listeners, that that's yeah, where I'm I like, gross. It <laughs> Thank <out>. you, Lisa. <laughs> sausage fest. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, um, oh, there's no one else in this movie other than literally April. Actually, April does talk to another female anchor That's on true. TV That's about true. the Foot Clan and everything like that. But the other woman, the news anchor, isn't named. No, she so isn't. Yeah. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but she at least has a conversation with a woman and they're both newscasters and that's mm, i feel that's like actually that's actually pretty impressive yeah yeah neither of them are the weather girls so that's great <laughs> neither of them are the weather <laughs> moving up in the world moving <laughs> smashing those up. glass ceilings yeah one yeah. one step at a time you just one good, newscaster good at a time reporters. in a 90s movie oh okay. my god awesome so no, it right. does not it does not so let's move on then to quotes pauline oh. were there some quotes you remembered when you were a kid and also um, for anyone who listened to our trivia episode, you may have noticed that there was the absence of a quote that Pauline yeah. wanted. And I realized it. Is it in the second it's one? It's in the second one. So, oh, because when I was watching yeah. it, I was like, wait, where's my line? Where's my favorite line? And it's because that's when in the second one, when the pizza delivery boy ends up meeting them and then he's taken back to sort of talk about who the turtles are. Um, mm. that's when it's introduced and that's when Mikey says all the good ones well all I'll say here is we're just going to keep it as oh, the name of the I'm episode I'm going to keep it anyways but just for anyone who listened to the trivia episode and then actually did watch the movie uh, that line isn't in which, this one but that's okay I, it's very disappointing <laughs> so I was, and then I thought to myself as I was watching it I was like did I miss it <laughs> like so I was and then I was as it continued I was like Oh, it's totally in the second one. <laughs> it's totally in the second movie. But that's okay. The so, line's great. The line that we're, we're, we're skirting around is the line where after being the turtles are all introduced by Splinter to the pizza delivery boy in the second 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, uh, Mikey says all the good ones end in O, meaning that Raphael has is not cool, whereas all the cool Ninja Turtles are the ones who end in O. And we quoted that a lot. We said that and all the Pauline time. And Pauline and JM particularly like to say it to me because my favorite turtle is Raphael. And so it was hilarious to say it to me where I would get slightly annoyed because it upset me that no one else seemed to love Raphael the way that I did. You know... I gotta say, I rewatching it as an adult, I appreciated Raphael more. Mm. He's still a little moody, but I de- he I liked him. I got him more. Mm. Like when he's kind of fed up with Michelangelo sometimes, I'm like, I think I'd be fed up with Michelangelo. <laughs> totally. Too. So I'm totally. like I relate. I, I, I relate. I, well I get it. And I get why he gets annoyed with Leo, because there's some lines that Leo says. It's like he's trying too hard to sound calm and collected. And he, the way he says it is like, I know that. I know we have to stay calm. And like, there's the tone. And I, when he says it, every time I'm like, oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Uh, so if that's how he's talked to every single time by his brother, I'm like, I kind of get why he lashes well, out at Leo. <laughs> with that, one of my favorite lines that Raphael okay, said yeah, yeah. was when he, when he brings April back oh, to yes. their lair. Yep. And she's on the couch and Leo's just kind of like, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? Like, what are we going to do? And Raphael was just like thinking about redecorating, you know, some throw pillows, a reporter. And he just keeps going. I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that line there that I definitely appreciate. That line is in my list of quotes. Okay, so Pauline, since the one you chose for the trivia, Mm -hmm. so it's not in this movie. What is a quote you would like to share? Um, Okay. Um. You know, one that I thought was, um, that I definitely liked as a kid, Mm -hmm. that I didn't remember until it came up and I was like, got it. Mm -hmm. When there's about to be a fight between Raphael and Leonardo, Mm -hmm. and Raphael's about to storm off, and Michelangelo and Donatello have obviously seen this before, and they know that there's going to be a fight, and so one of them's just like, fight? Fight. Kitchen? Kitchen. (laughs) And then they sit there, and then the the two Raphael and... Leonardo have a fight and Raphael storms off and then in the kitchen Michelangelo and Donatello are sitting there and don't say anything else just Michelangelo's like pork rind pork rind (laughs) Donatello eats it and I think that's so funny that's one of my favorite scenes I laugh every time I laugh every time so good they don't say anything else I really appreciate their dynamic so I'd say that's probably fight fight kitchen 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 (laughs) and then Pork rind? And Donatello's mouth is full. The pork rind! rind. <laughs> yeah, I so love I how they know. say it. That is actually one of my yeah, favorite lines, too. One of my absolute favorites that I've remembered since I was a kid and pops up occasionally in the back of my brain, and it makes me laugh every time, is Pauline mentioned during one of the big fights with the ninja, with the Foot Clan. Um, that starts off relatively normal with just the ninjas against the turtles, and then the ninjas <laughs> pull out axes and start hacking away at the turtles with these axes. And Mikey and Donatello, again, the two of them say talk the most during a fight. And uh, Donnie goes, good thing these guys aren't lumberjacks. And Mikey's response is, no joke. The only thing safe in the woods would be the trees. <laughs> but he even says it between, like, avoiding yeah, axe as he's chops. avoiding like, being quite cut. Funny. As he's, like, rolling away. and he's like... As the guy's just axing the floor. <laughs> so my next favorite line after that one happens. Yes. In the same fight, because this is a very long fight scene, everyone. Um, 
So they're fighting the ninjas. The axes have come out. They've just chopped the shit out of the floor. Mm. And now there's a skylight and more ninjas are about to come in. And Donatello kind of stops and he kind of wipes his brow. And he's like, guys, uh, structurally speaking, I'm not sure this is really the best time for your friends to drop in. (laughs) And then they all drop in, obviously, and the floor gives out. And I'm like... That's a funny line. I like. I was like, "That's clever." Well, and I love it because they do all drop in, and there's like a brief pause, and then you can hear the floor creaking, and Donnie yeah. immediately goes, "Uh oh!" <laughs> yeah, just crashes out from under him. So he was yeah. absolutely right. Yes, he. They should not have jumped. And even just how he said it, he was very calm. He's like, "Guys, so structurally speaking, speaking, like we could keep fighting, I... but <laughs> right, like maybe use the door. Maybe tell him to walk in." Oh man. What's another one for you? Uh, one of the ones, that was one that I had listed for sure. Um, one of the ones I loved as a kid, and I know JM loved it, and it's not a great line. It's simply how it's said. So Casey Jr., Jr., I'm going to keep calling him Jr. from now on. <laughs> Jr., I'm so sorry, Casey Jones. Casey Jones has come out and he's seen that, you know, it's the end of end fight at the very, very end of the movie. He's actually gone and helped rescue Splinter because he followed Danny to the hideout. And so now they've carried Splinter back. And so most of the ninjas have been dealt with, but he sees a couple that are climbing a ladder and will interrupt um, Shredder's fight with the turtles. And all he says when he looks at them is, oh boy, leftovers. And then he goes and, and beats them up. And there's something about how he says it that as children, we thought it was hilarious. We thought it was the best line. We quoted it. A lot. JM did. said it a lot. Oh boy, leftovers. Leftovers. The way he said it. Yeah. So I had to put that one in. Cute. Because we said it a lot. What's another one for you? Um, so then another one that, uh, the one that I actually, I don't remember it from childhood, but I thought it was a really good line. Mm. Uh, the, you are already you already mentioned it, but it's like at the farm, uh, Leonardo is just keeping watch on Raphael. And for anyone who didn't watch the movie, Raphael just got his butt kicked mm. by a bunch of uh, ninjas just before the, the scene that Lisa and I mentioned regarding yeah, the Yeah, he basically had to fight off like 40 ninjas by Like himself. 40 of them and, and <laughs> failed, obviously, and then gets his butt kicked and then, mm-hmm. and then is unconscious. So... Leonardo and him obviously have a very tumultuous brother for, uh, relationship. Raph wakes up. Leo's all excited. He's like, you're, o- you're going to be okay, Raph. You're going to be okay. And Raph, Raph is just like, Leo, get a grip, will you? <laughs> and I really appreciate it. I actually really love how Raphael responds when he wakes up. Like, he's just up. like, he's very he's like, down to earth. And he's like, what's it going to take to get some food around here? And I love I Leo because like, yes. Leo's freaking out. He's like, he wants some food. Get him some food, guys. Guys, bring him food. And Ralph is just sitting in the bathtub just like, uh-huh. Okay. You're kind of yeah. spacey. What's going <laughs> what's on, What's happening with buddy? you? Yeah, that okay, whole what's interaction. Your, what's, um, what's one with you? So it's actually, I'll, I'll choose one that's actually serious, but I loved it as a kid. And it's one of Splinter's. And so Splinter has a really, a couple of really good touching scenes. One of my favorite is when he's first talking to Raphael and talking about how he needs to control his anger and stuff. But there's another one when he first meets Danny and he can tell that Danny, the news reporter's son, um, is troubled. And, you know, and Splinter is such a great guy because he's chained up and has been soundly beaten clearly and yet he's willing to just you know listen to danny talk about his teenage problems 
Right, all of his all of his issues <laughs> with his dad. With his dad, well, he's basically hanging from chains. My dad doesn't understand me. Yeah, well, it's that's okay. This terrible. wall, his wall of chains, doesn't understand me either. Totally. However, there's this great line that he says. Um, Some say that the path from inner turmoil begins with a friendly ear. My ear is open if you care to use it. And I loved that line as a kid. And I liked it again as an adult. I've always really liked it. That's a great line. It's a really lovely line. Splinter has some very Very profound nuggets of wisdom. wisdom. You get why he's the wisest one in the film. You get it. You definitely understand why he's the leader. What is your your last one, Colleen? Um, I'll go back to one of the lines actually one line that i remembered no i won't say that oh i'll say both of them <laughs> okay. you'll get another one too. so one that i remember um i remember happening being i think my my in as a kid my need for things to be fair and just mm. was very deeply entrenched mm. i don't know when or how or if all children just have that automatically and if something's not fair it's not okay yeah but there's a scene where they're like training at the foot, the foot clan is training and they're doing their ninja stuff or whatever. And master, master Tatsu comes in to this guy who's just won a fight. And then they mm, have a, yes. he fights him. And so he bows to start it and then they fight. And he's like, good. And then he bows to end it. And when he lowers his eyes, he fucking kicks him in the face. <laughs> yes. And then, and then says, never lower your eyes to an enemy. And that always stuck in my head because I was like, wow, mental note. People will <laughs> kick you in the face. People will take advantage of you. Don't have any enemies. And if you have an enemy, never lower your eyes. And I remember it. And when I saw the scene come up, I was like, that jerk. And that, as a kid, that was what I thought. That's because like, all bad so guys fight dirty. So you might as well that's be aware right. of it so that you don't get as caught off again. Oh, man. Right? I and that's a good it. takeaway. I that's mean, bad guys fight dirty. Yeah. So, just, yeah. so that means you fight dirty at first. And then you're the good guy just just making sure they don't get the upper hand, you know? Yeah. That's fair. That's, that's fair. the lesson. I get you. I that's get the you. lesson. Uh, <laughs> and then the other line that I thought as an adult that was quite funny mm. when Rape, April wakes up, she's like, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. And then is because she sees about like four turtles and a rat and they're talking and she like talks and then she sits down and they make her like calm down and sit down on the couch. She's like, why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that one too. I Great question. My, okay, my last, last one? one was, um, it's hard to pick because I did love this movie so much, but I'll finish with uh, when the turtles are back in their sewer hideout and Danny has been hiding out there too for some reason uh, <laughs> and i don't know how he knew about it well i don't know how he knew about it either maybe splinter told him anyways he's been chilling there and the turtles are talking about how like mikey's like oh i could really go for some deep dish action and he's like oh i had some pizza down here the other night and so mikey immediately goes but donatello's already lifted up the lid and has closed it and mikey's like well and he's like question he's like oh, fine he's like do you like penicillin on your pizza <laughs> And then they're both sad because they can't eat the pizza. And I just, uh, that line I always loved as a kid and I like it now. So. And they like did like, yeah, a, they did fake like a fake funeral. funeral for the pizza they can't eat because it's covered in mold. And it just, yeah, that one made me happy as a kid. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Pauline, final yes. thoughts. We've talked about this movie. What yes. would you, do you still love it? And would you recommend it? Okay. <laughs> There's multiple points to this question. So I'm going to say... I don't know if I still love it. Mm. I 
it's exactly what I thought it would be. <laughs> um, and there's definitely a nostalgia there, but like, like, do I love it? Like, I, I feel like I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, I still love how amazing I thought this movie was, <laughs> but it's still, it's like what you think. So like, I'd recommend it if you watched it as a kid and you loved it to go back and rewatch it. Cause it could be funny. There's just a nostalgia bit there. It, it holds up not great <laughs> um in general the writing is kind of lazy like there's it clearly didn't win any like awards for the script mm. etc um you kind of get over it because it is a comic book movie and you kind of just know that so i think if you're into comic books i think you'd appreciate it i thought like elements of it were were like interesting like and kind of cool to look at from like how they operated these turtle mm. costumes from the 90s but would i recommend it to the average person no mm. i and i don't know if i would rewatch <laughs> it i i'm like no i once as an adult i'm like good i got it i i recall and i don't think i'd watch it again fair i feel like you and i are gonna have a different <laughs> answer on this um, well, actually, so, so I, I do still love it, but it is purely born out of the love of nostalgia and my, my five-year-old self, my five-year-old self who will always love Ninja Turtles to pieces. I'll always love them. I'll always know the theme song. I'll always remember the cartoons. I'll watch new iterations of cartoons as they're made. Me and our nephew, Thomas, we have bonded over new Ninja Turtle TV series that have come out. Um, and while I was happy to watch the movie and there were so many scenes I was like oh this scene or oh I loved this one that nostalgia is still there obviously but I'm also very aware that this is a super flawed movie that it is mm. not one where the effect like I love the effects because I know what to expect would I recommend it for someone who's never seen it absolutely not because they would yeah, just no. spend the whole time taking apart the effects taking apart a lot of the scenes taking apart some of the bad writing like some of the jokes are don't fall the way that they did before there's some scenes that don't need to be in there like absolutely if you loved it as a kid and want to rewatch it go for it by all means absolutely rewatch it i'm sure there'll be a few scenes you'll be super happy to see there'll probably be some scenes that you're like oh this is not as good as i remember but if you want to rewatch it absolutely I'd say it's still worth it for those who have the nostalgia, but no, I would not recommend it for anyone who's new to it. I would say you're just also don't watch the Michael Bay one. If you haven't seen that one, just stay away from that one too. But um, this one, I would say there you're, you're going to end up just being disappointed and finding it very cheesy. Like it's, unless you're <laughs> watching it with that express very of watching like cheesy. a cheesy nineties creature mm -hmm superhero film then by all means watch it if that's what your goal is uh but if you're thinking this might be a fun one to watch with your kids and you've never seen it before it might actually not land the way you're thinking and your kids yeah. probably aren't going to be that into it either unless they're really young because of the effects and because of the storyline and stuff so no i will always love it but it's not a wide recommend from me either Okay. Well, there we go. I thought, oh, that's interesting. I, 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 I didn't think that you'd necessarily recommend it, but I thought that you'd, I guess we're kind of different. You still love it. I, I do. don't really still I love it. Do still I'm love probably it. not yeah. watching it again. You might watch it in the future. I but... probably will watch it again in the future. Yeah. No, I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, you know, for me, to our valued listeners who watched yeah. it, who never saw it, mm. 
let us know what you thought. Totally. I feel like that yeah. would be very interesting. Are we totally wrong? Are you like, yeah, this is great. We loved every it. minute of it. Or yeah, were I there parts that just really upset you? Or were you bored? Did you watch or, the whole thing? Did you watch it with your kids? Yeah, did they like yeah. it? I feel like kids wouldn't like it nowadays because I think special effects are just so much better now that it's, well, and, it's and so it's, dated so fast. And again, there's such a glut of really well done superhero movies in the past few years so any kids who are used to that who have grown up watching you know black panther and the captain miracle and avengers movies and captain marvel and wonder woman like all these great films that have been coming out then obviously yeah they're watching ninja turtles from the 90s i don't think they're gonna feel it's on par (laughs) no it's because it's definitely and even like when you think about it too like what's so funny and it it's a flaw with the costumes and like the like the time, right? They don't have an option. But they talk in this movie, Shredder talks about like these turtles, their skills are so amazing mm-hmm. and they've never seen anything like it. And it, it reminds him of like his past and you kind of get this feel that this like, oh, there's weight here. There's part of the story here. And but then when you watch the fight scenes, they're so not good. It's as good as they can possibly do in giant but even like, outfits. But even the turtles, totally. But even the turtles are like silly and like mm-hmm. like goofy. And so like there is an element where you're like, these guys? Are you sure these are my turtles that you wanted? So there's, but it's true because I think they're very limited in what they can do well, because they're in these turtle costumes. And again, it's them, the silliness is them trying to blend the grittiness of the comics with the silliness of the TV show. And that mm. doesn't always land. So there's that factor too when you're watching it, guys. Like there's totally well because Shredder, gritty Shredder and is silly gritty, are... but the turtles aren't. And so yeah. that combo is very interesting. I would say if you're looking for one that's more tonally consistent, the second one is more tonally consistent because it's silly throughout. Whereas this yes. one tries to have it both ways and it just doesn't always work that that way when you're watching it definitely not so that's a factor too but yeah i'm still really happy we watched it <laughs> me too i mean it was bound to come up eventually i i still enjoyed watching it cam cam did not enjoy it cam was very clear after it was over he's like well that was terrible <laughs> <laughs> so someone unbiased watched it yeah yeah know. he was like that was the worst movie but cam doesn't have like a Cam loves superhero movies, but Cam has this funny line of like, when something's too silly, it's not, it's too silly for him. And so like, so it's like, I think it hit that line. I think if it was like superhero, I think if it was like a dark, gritty version, I actually think Cam would have been really good with Mm -hmm. it. But the silliness of the turtles, just, he was like, this is stupid. I was like, you're not wrong, (laughs) but bear with me. Yeah, but keep watching. Keep watching. Yeah. yeah, he started falling asleep, and I was like, "Stop it! <laughs> We're in this together." <laughs> but yeah, definitely, I we will not be watching it again. Amazing, awesome! All right, guys, that is our episode, uh, incorrectly named for the movie that we watched. <laughs> uh, all the good ones ended up. <laughs> Still a great line. Still a great line. Uh, but from the sequel. <laughs> so sorry about that. Uh, next week, uh, not ne- next week. This week, Lisa's going to pick a movie. Woo-hoo! Uh, we will have our trivia sewed out this Friday and then we'll uh, chat about that one next week. Um, I hope uh, everyone stays well, stays safe, and uh, we'll see you next had time. A wonderful, had a wonderful holiday yes, season. Yeah. We're into January now, so that's, you know, 
2021. <laughs> it could only be better. <laughs> We're on our way up. <laughs> okay, amazing. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thank you.